This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Clocks and Colors. That is handcrafted men's jewelry. They have pendants, chains, rings, bracelets, and apparel. You can check it out at www.clocksandcolors.com. Colors is spelt C-O-L-O-U-R-S. They just opened up a sister company called Etta Love. E-T-A-H-L-O-V-E. And this is uh, Clocks and Colors for women. They have pendants, rings, bracelets, earrings, and you can check them out at www.etalove.com. That's E-T-A-H-L-O-V-E.com. Second sponsor of the podcast today is Manscaped. Get yourself a precise trim. Proper manscaping requires precision-engineered tools. Not only does a man's sensitive areas require it, but both hygiene and ergonomics demand it. Out now is the Lawnmower 4.0. This is a top-quality shaver. It features an LED spotlight with on and off switch so you can see and you're not going in blind down there this thing is running at 7,000 rpms this thing is waterproof it comes with a wireless charger i would like to help you guys right now you can get 20 percent off and free shipping with the discount code osiris20 that's osiris20 and you can get that at manscaped.com www.manscaped.com let's do this damn thing everyone back to the infinite mind podcast this is episode 12 this is my podcast to kind of connect with you guys it's somewhat turned into like a weekly friday q a um, i actually put up on my instagram on tuesdays like a little you know ask me anything kind of deal and, and i take all your questions there um, so if you ever have anything check out my instagram at leo cyrus on tuesdays and i will get to you know i get your questions i film this thing on thursday and drop it friday so uh, the bulk of it is kind of just the questionnaire, and I kind of let you know what's going on in Born of Osiris world, um, my solo world in Motive, Paradise City, whatever you want to talk about. You know, uh, I fill you in on the current events and answer your questions. Cool. Born of Osiris, we released White Nile, the guitar playthrough, today via Guitar World, uh, Guitar World magazine. So I think it's on their homepage. If you go to guitarworld.com, you can check that out. Um, it's just me and Nick playing through uh, White Nile, so you can uh, kind of get a closer look at how we play these guitar parts. You know, one thing I found it um, when I see covers, there's a lot of accurate covers as far as like what fret at what time. But just to give you guys a, a, a preview of how we're doing this, we're down picking that whole thing. So I'm not going to dive too far into it, like a full lesson. Obviously, I don't have a guitar in my hand, but if you are if you're out there and you're playing white now, try down picking it. Basically, it feels it sounds just a bit more aggressive. It sounds a bit more pissed off. You know, it's not like guitar isn't always just playing the right note at the right time. It's also with the right intention. You know, and sometimes the intention, the delivery, uh, the vibrato, things of that nature are almost more important than perfect timing. You could be slightly behind the beat, but with the right vibrato, the right you know, execution, the right chunk in the right hand, uh, the right vibrato in the left hand, that kind of makes all the difference. So if you're playing the White Nile stuff out there and you watch the video on Guitar World, um, keep in mind to try to down pick as much as possible. It's harder. It's much harder. It turns an otherwise relatively medium, uh, you know, easy medium riff into something that's pretty hard, but it's a good workout for the right hand. And I recommend that. So that's at guitarworld.com. It's on my Instagram you know, all Born of Osiris socials, 
and things of that nature. Um, but yeah, other than that, like Angel or Alien, the newborn Osiris record, uh, it's out for pre-sale. It's out July 2nd. Um, if you go to www.bornofosiris.com, you can see all the things we have. So we have um, t-shirts, coffee mugs, grinders. We have just so much stuff. And um, so, you know, whatever you're looking for as far as Born of Osiris merch, you can kind of tag that in with an, a purchase of the album and it'll all, you know, arrive at the same time. Sort of a pre-order bundle, if you will. In other news, uh, Paradise City, yes, yeah, so the band The Relentless, which I write music for, the bulk of their music, um, we just put out a record called Cruel Games, came out like last Friday or the Friday before, but uh, there's eight tracks on it, you'll hear me on all, uh, seven of them, and uh, check that out. I think, uh, you know, just give it a Google, Paradise City, Cruel Games, and uh, yeah, you should find it no problem. Let's get into your questions. Again, these are submitted Tuesdays. So if you check my story on Tuesdays, there'll be like a photo and you can just type your question in there. It tells you this is for the podcast. So any questions you have, hit me with them. Question number one, where was Angel or Alien video shot? So that video was shot, uh, all the videos that we're releasing pre, um, pre-record drop um, were filmed in Texas. So we had you know, four or five days in Texas, kind of driving around different shoots in different cities. But that one in particular was filmed in something called the Monahan's Sand Dunes or Monahan's Sand Hills or something. Monahan's is basically the name. But it's really crazy. And to be honest, like it looks deserty, but that it was freezing cold that day, like freezing cold. I remember like, obviously, you know, you're playing the guitar parts as you film the music video, but it's interesting, like, as I was performing, like, the solo section, my hands were so cold. I was like, it was hard to keep up, but uh, made it happen. And, uh, yeah, like, in between each take, I'm just, like, you know, kind of trying to heat up my hands a little bit. If I had some hand warmers, that would have been awesome. But, yeah, that video, no matter how it looks, was freezing. But as far as the looks of it, it looks straight like Egypt when you get out there, you know, uh, the cliche picture we all have, all have of Egypt, you know, I got to say. But um, yeah, it's just sand dunes as far as the eye can see. Um, we wanted to really like, uh, like walk out because it's a touristy place, right? So the first like, you know, 50, 25, 50 yards, there's footsteps everywhere. And that doesn't necessarily look like you're straight out in the desert. So we actually did walk out super far and carried cabs and drums and lighting equipment. And uh, it was exhausting. And and I think I might have said this before, but each step you take, your foot sinks like four inches into the sand. And so carrying all that stuff was exhausting. It was freezing cold. Um, It was a really, really tough video to shoot. But, you know, the cliche, they say, you know, anything worth it, you know, is, is tough. And so I think the hard work paid off. I think it's the most beautiful video we have. Um, it looks like a movie to me and I'm so thankful for it. Shout out to Erez, um, who filmed it and a, and a wonderful crew of people that were also making all those drives to each video shoot each day, braving the weather. Um, and yeah, no, they, they, they did a great job. Second question. How does writing a song for Boo process look like so what does the process for writing a boo song look like um does everyone sit together or okay no so nobody sits together um that's more of a final stage kind of thing so to start nowadays there's three ways it'll start it'll be me in my studio and i'll write 
the bulk of the song, like a skeleton, I like to call it. You know, it's a full demo. It's a full song. Obviously subject to change later structurally when they do lyrics and, uh, you know, as, as we all come together, a lot of things change. But I do deliver a full song. So it's, that's one way. The second way is Cameron does the same thing, our drummer. Delivers a song. Third way, now we have Nick Rossi in the band. And he's, he's also uh, uh, writing songs with us. So it usually starts with one of us. Um, throughout Born of Cyrus history, it was me and Cam. But that's one of the beauties about Nick Rossi. You know, a lot of you've seen him on bass. Um, you don't realize he's an amazing guitar player. Now he's playing guitar, as you see in the music videos. We switched him over, but he's an incredible songwriter. And so now it's not just kind of Cam and me starting the skeletons. Not that that was ever a burden. Cam and I love to do it, so it wasn't a problem. But now we have a third person in the mix really, like, contributing, you know, the skeletons to start. So that's uh, super helpful. So basically, let's say I start the song. I deliver, I, I'll email it to the guys. I'll let them know the tempo of it. At that point, Joe and Ron will start demoing vocals and uh that point Cameron might stay like you know start getting mentally prepared for drums you know so he won't necessarily in the songwriting process like send me back different drums necessarily we kind of just roll with uh, with what I program it let's assuming you know I've started the skeleton the song when we get to the studio that's when he makes it his own you know and so Cameron's drumming is one of a kind and um but but he doesn't need to like waste a bunch of time typing in MIDI so we have a, a, a reference of it before the studio comes. When we hit the studio, he works his magic. Um, Joe also does keys, obviously, so a lot of times he'll take my MIDI if I wrote the keyboard part, and then he'll change the key tone or supplement the key tone with, with other layers. Sometimes he'll write completely new keyboard uh, lines that weren't originally in the song. So I will provide a song with keys, um, but, you know, he tweaks and, and adds from there. Um, and then, you know, as far as um, Nick and I's relationship on guitar, if he started a song, sometimes we'll be like, yo, Lee, solo on my song. Or, you know, it's our song, but, you know, he started it. Um, or I'll be like, hey, Nick, bust a solo. Or we'll be like, hey, we're going to do dual solos here. So that's kind of the process. Then we get to the studio. Um, you know, for the most part, like once I track something, I record the DIs all at the same time as, you know, in my studio. So a lot of times the bulk of the guitars when we hit studio are done. You know, if I want to retract something, I can. If I want to tweak something, I can. But I record things right the first time. So there's no, like, stressful guitar tracking time for me. You know, it's just I always do it right in the in, in the recording process of making the song. So certain things will get re-recorded. A lot of things won't. Um, the bulk of things that when we're really hitting album time is uh, Cameron recording the real drums and making them his own and the guys recording their vocals uh, they, they like to go to California or wherever they want um, pick a, a vocal producer that they like and um, yeah they they kind of just do their thing um, and we're always fortunate to work with cool people and, and the goal with the vocal stuff is they have demos um, they have, you know, full songs of vocals by the time we hit the studio. But this, the producer will say, hey, why don't we fine tune this, uh, focus this idea. Uh, let's, let's make the chorus hit a little harder or, or structurally or, you know, things of that nature. Sometimes when they're doing vocals, they will actually change the structure of the song. In which case, I have to go back into the session on my, on my end and, and, you know, redo move things around, reamp the guitars, whatever I'm doing, you know. But, uh, yeah, I, I hope that gives you a good idea of how things go. Um, yeah, I would say that's it. 
after a higher place came out, your soloing skyrocketed. How? Well, yes, after a higher place came around, um, when uh, we had a new guitar player come to the band, and he wanted to do some solos. And so before Born Osiris, I came from a band. We only wrote solos. And it's not like some band to look up. It's just like my high school thing, right? Or, you know, freshman year. But we like would write guitar solos and not have songs for the solo sections. So I come from that world of just like fucking solo, solo, solo. You know, the new rain that wasn't what we were doing. Um, we we're just kind of making a trippy fucking insane record in our high school years. It was insane. Um, it just wasn't even I wasn't even thinking about solos. I was just I was I was the you know, as far as high school goes, I was the newer guy in the band, you know, like I came from another town over instead of where a couple of the guys lived together in the same town. So I was almost kind of like, all right, just just do your thing. Kind of just roll with it. Higher Place was interesting because the first record was out. We were starting to really tour the world. And we wrote that like in a in our van, like plugging an aux cable into like speakers in a tour van. Uh, so the, the process there was kind of like, weird you know i think there's some good songs on there I, I i don't like the way that the mix and master sounds fully to the uh you know at, at this point in time uh, we had a bad experience with that long story but basically the anytime we would ask for a, a revision in our mix on the higher place record uh the guy would send it back and there would be like new mistakes or there'd be like random toms hitting in the middle of a verse and we we're like can you remove the toms that were never there and are now there and the guy would get pissed at us so it was a miserable experience. And so every time we would send corrections, then he would f- maybe fix them, but also add eight more, like, errors. It's almost like all the thing is in one session, and when we asked for something to go up here, he would just turn the whole lineup, and things would go up in other songs. Just And I get it. you know, People do full albums in one session, but that's just you have to be a little more... You can't just do it like that, where it's just one open session. Everything is like that. So you turn your lead up, and now the leads are up on the whole fucking record. Like, it was super unprofessional. I don't even remember the guy's name, to be honest, who was doing this. Um, so last minute, we had to, like, switch gears and go with someone else. Um, I'm not, like, super unhappy with it. But we just, like, the whole process was fucked up from the start. And so, yeah, it was a crazy time. So Discovery comes around, and now we have a full studio uh, we have home studios by this time. The Born of Osiris, we had a Born of Osiris house. We're all living together. We're writing together. Um, we're doing solos. Um, we just have the time to properly start doing songs. And and from then on, you know, we did solos. They went over well on Discovery, and I kind of rekindled my love for you know doing more of that. And so I just continued to do it. You know, some records I I paid more attention to it than others. I think if what I found is if some people listen to Buenos Aires because of the guitar solos, then they might not like some records because it wasn't a focus on some records. Um, it, for me as a guitar player, I'm not like, where can I solo? I don't, I, there are guitar players that look like that, but I'm like, what, what serves the song best is, is what, is what matters to me. Excuse me. So, but you know, just throughout the years, I, I want to solo more or want to solo less on uh, angel or alien. There's tons of them. I would say more or equal to the discovery as far as solos go on uh, Angel or Alien. And you've already heard the first two tracks we dropped both have solos. So you, you kind of get a picture that the new, uh, I think just going forward, it'll be more solo work. I'm having, as I become a solo artist and, you know, I've got my first record out now and I'm doing my second record. 
I'm just doing it more. So I don't imagine it will ever go back to a time where there's less solos like some of the records have been, um, where there'd be like two on a record or three. Um, I think you're going forward, you're going to get pretty, you're going to get a lot of that stuff. You know, I feel like I'm getting better at uh, my composition of solos. You know, like when I say getting better as a solo player, I don't mean like faster, cleaner. I mean, just like the way that I present my idea and maybe wrap it up at the end or to put a little bow on it at the end. Like I, I'm, a, I think I'm growing in the, in the composition department when it comes to solos. So it's definitely on my mind more. So you, I think going forward, yeah, you'll get a ton of it. But yeah, I just think the first two records, it wasn't like I was even trying to get solos on on there. Discovery was like, let's fucking, let's do some solos, let's have some fun. And then it went over well and they just kind of grew from there. Favorite and least favorite aspects of the metal community. Favorite is how passionate people are. You know, these people, you make a fan and, and they can be a fan for life in metal sometimes, especially like in other countries, like. They're just super diehard. You make a fan in like Germany and, and they're your fan forever. America's a little bit more, what have you done for me lately? So there's a lot of bands that have, um, uh, you know, they're, they're not big anymore in the States, but they can live the rest of their life on touring Europe just because um, they've just made fans over there and those fans you don't lose. You know, it's interesting. Uh, whereas America, it's like, yeah, they haven't put a record out, so I'm not really thinking about them right now. Um, so it's a, yeah, it's like a, you need to stay in front of people anywhere in the world, but more so in America, it's like a, what have you done for me lately kind of thing. So I guess you could say that's a complaint, but it's it, but what I would say that I love the most is the passion. What I love the least is, um, entitlement. What I also love the least is like, um, people, th- uh, thinking that you got worse just because you're not doing what they want you to do. I think that's annoying, but I don't know. I don't even know if that's just metal. That might just be all music. For example, if you don't like a direction that Born of Osiris took on one record, that doesn't mean Born of Osiris got bad. That just means what we wanted to do and what you wanted us to do, we're not aligned at that point in time. So, you know, I think people make the mistake of saying this is bad or instead of saying it's that's just not catching me right now. Okay. What does this question say? I can't I don't know what this says. Um, breakdowns or solos can only have one. I'm going to pick solos because I can speak my mind in a solo, whereas a breakdown, I don't feel like I can talk. That makes sense with my instrument. Who's recording bass in the studio for the new album? Okay, me. So with Angel or Alien, I recorded bass for all the songs that, you know, that I had made. And if, uh, Nick Rossi started something. He would like send me like MIDI of the bass. And then, you know, I would kind of know what it was already, but like the MIDI made sure that I didn't make a single error as far as some, if something happened really fast, I didn't want it to be like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not positive. It's note for note with the guitar, but like no one's going to rec- know it anyways. Right. I didn't want that shit. I wanted it fucking perfect. So he would send me bass MIDI for the things that I didn't record and then I would track it so I tracked and performed all the bass that you're going to hear on Angel or Alien <clears throat> I think I did that for the last I've played a lot of bass put it this way I've played a lot of bass on a lot of Born records um, you know especially since Dave is not around anymore <clears throat> if you could give a beginner guitarist five things to focus on what would it be thanks man shit five huh um, 
I would say do it because you love it. I would say do the boring shit, like the metronome work. I know it's not fun, but it it creates good technique. And the number one thing you notice in the guitar world is like people, we want to play the riff up to speed. But when you're learning, you have to play it slower. And if you don't play it slower, just because you can play something up to speed doesn't mean necessarily you're using the best motion within your fingers. Economy of motion here, like you could be like looping your pinky. That's a very common thing, like is is a pinky will kind of travel higher. It's a little bit more awkward of a digit, if you will. Um, and, and it kind of has a little bit less of a arcing motion sometimes it gets weird to explain but for example your pinky might come up super high um just little little weird things happen so take it slow and just speed up slowly with the metronome it's not fun but you just put in the work with anything in life three um i said do it because you love it work the metronome i think i said you know if you're trying to build a following you got to make videos put it on social media so that's three, you know, do that shit. Um, it's not my favorite thing to do, but whatever. Um, four, I would say, make sure you're not just playing guitar. Try to be a, a songwriter. And even if it's not your goal in life, first of all, it's just like, it gets the emotions out. If you, if you got to get something off your chest, writing a song feels good. It's like talking to a therapist. Like, it's just like, whew, got that off my chest. Even though you're, you're speaking, but with your instrument in a way, like I said about soloing just a second ago. So try to write a song, and even if it's not because you want to put songs out, it just you learn things about yourself as a player as you write. I'm in five. Uh, just enjoy it again. So we'll do one and five. Just fucking have fun. That's seriously at the end of the day. Please just have fun, and and don't put pressure on. Have goals. That's healthy. Here's a real number five. Since I cheated, um, have goals, but keep them in check. Like don't suck the fun out of it because this is your release. This is your Time of the day where you don't have to think about your problems when you pick up your guitar. So have goals, but don't suck the fun out of it because you're 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 just obsessing over these goals. So that's five. Cool. <clears throat> Hardest song to play on the album. I assume this is the new one you're talking about. Well, I to be honest, <laughs> you're gonna laugh. I don't really know any of our song names like ever. Like. <laughs> My wife will play a Born of Osiris song, like if it comes on her phone on shuffle or something, and she'll be like, what's this song called? And I'll be like, I have no clue. So to be honest, I don't know. Like, I'd have to like look and listen, because basically what happens with song titles is we have like a pre-pro name. Like when I bounce it off my computer, it's titled something. And it's it's like they'll write lyrics, the album will get recorded, and then all of a sudden when we're like making like the booklets and shit then we're like oh fuck like what are the songs called and sometimes we know super early but sometimes the song changes like and then the record comes out title wise song title changes then the record comes out so i couldn't tell you half our fucking song titles you could play the song and i won't be able to tell you the title so i'm sorry i'm not copping on your question but i just (laughs) i just don't know um so yeah Do you plan to do any other models with Kiesel? I mean, you would think as the relationship evolves that that would just be a natural progression to do more. But I am so in love with my guitars right now. The LM6X, the LM7X, and then what I wanted to do is an 8, and now we got the LM8X. And right now, I wouldn't change a thing about them. Like, for example, I have a, t- a bunch of them with humbuckers, but now I'm getting them with single coils. I have a guitar literally on its way to me right now with a humbucker bridge and then single coil middle and neck. So 
with changing pickups, like the guitar is perfect to me. So I, I, I'm not just trying to sell you my product. I mean, of course, I want you to buy my guitar, but not just for money, like because it's fucking perfect to me. I, I fucking love the guitar. It sounds monstrous. It doesn't weigh a ton. It's like it's just it's gorgeous. It's it's it can do anything with the piezo system, too. Like. People may look at me and be like, he's a metal guitar player. So what I want is guitar. Well, I play jazz or country, so it might not be the guitar for me. That's not the case. Like, that guitar is so versatile. It is more versatile than it can play any genre of music because you can have it be acoustic. You can mix the piezo with the pickups and get really interesting clean tones. Then you can get it with single coil and get some stratty tones. And then you can split those coils. And then you can get the humbucker and split those uh, things. So, like, literally the guitar is the most versatile guitar there is. Like, uh... I mean, there's other guitars that offer the same features, not a bunch, but I can name a couple. Um, the, but, you know, within with the, what the features have on this guitar, it's the most versatile, you know, tied with a few others that simply offer the same features. But, yeah, the guitar is perfect to me. So at the moment, I'm not even thinking about anything else. And a lot of time could probably go by before I start thinking of changing anything, because right now I have zero that I would change. Zero things. Not a question. Just want to say you are... A really big inspiration to me. Oh, well, that's awesome. Listen, that means a lot to me. We put on this hardened shell as musicians of, of, you know, I do this for me, and if you don't like what I do, that's fine. If your comments, that your hateful comments on the internet don't bother me, like, fuck off. Like, it doesn't feel good when someone puts you down in life, no matter what level of success you're at. And when you get a simple comment like that, that, hey, you inspire me, like, I just want you to know, like, that shit means a lot to me. This question says, yay. That's Rod Sudani, the bass player of Volumes, by the way. I love that, man. He is such an incredible dude with just, like, such a good outlook on life. Like, I've been, I've traveled the world with him. And in the moments where it's you're tired, you've traveled through the night, that's the dude who's going to roll up with a big smile on his face. And so I just couldn't say enough good things about Rod Sudani. Um, so, yeah. What's your favorite horror movie? Um... And off the top of my head, it's really hard to think about. I can say I'm really connected to the Rob Zombie films. So I've always grew up, uh, my dad and I used to listen to Rob Zombie all the time. Then I ended up on tour with Rob Zombie. Us and Rob Zombie and Five Finger Death Punch and Children of Bodom. Machine had this crazy cool tour. Well, I met my wife on that tour. Um, and she came, I, I met her, she came to see me and she stayed with me for five nights traveling and we watched Rob Zombie front row every night just fell in love like it was pretty awesome and um then I love his movies and so just listening to him as a kid the history I have of being able to tour with him and his his concert's incredible by the way his production's top notch it's a, I, I I was making a joke on the whole tour it's like the best American rock and roll show there is um as far as I've seen that's the case um yeah the ties that it has to me meeting my wife and the the, the week we had when we first met just like watching him like front and center to his movies I love his movies uh you know I mentioned that I used to want to do scary movies like and and I still do I don't see myself getting the opportunity to go down that road with where I am in life right now and you know um but I want to make a scary movie that's like really uncomfortable might not end well um it might it's depressing it's dark it's evil it's disgusting it's uncomfortable you know and he's like the closest thing to it like I would go, I would definitely push it farther than him if I could. Um, but maybe there's a reason there isn't anything out there like that unless you get these really, really fringe films. And there are, I guess there are some things like that. 
but he's the closest representation of what I would do with film and with his music and the experiences I have. I would just say something to do with him. Favorite song on Angel or Alien? Really excited about a song called Shadow Morn. I think it's the last track on the album. If you've heard my solo music, you hear that I have saxophone all over it. It's a staple to my solo stuff. And Adrian Terraza Gonzalez from the Mars Volta plays sax with me um, for my solo stuff. So I got him on the newborn record on the last track called Shadow Morn. And it's it's gorgeous. It, it starts with him and, and me. Um, he does like a little, the beat picks up later in the song. He does a saxophone solo and it closes out with him and me again so it's just i'm really excited about that one is it my favorite i don't know but when you when you asked me the question that popped into my head because it's super unique you know as far as born osiris catalog goes it's something that we haven't really done so i'm pumped hey lee how big is your collection of unused riffs licks ideas this is actually interesting it's tiny i always so i have so many outlets for music that everything gets used. So, for example, if I'm writing something and I don't like it, like I delete the stuff that I don't like, keep the stuff that I do, and I build around the stuff that I like. So um, if I don't like it, it's deleted. I don't just put it on a hard drive. It didn't pass the test once, so I'm not dealing with it again. If I use something for rock, for example, and... In motive, Dave doesn't feel like he can do something vocally with it. Well, then, hey, look it, there's Paradise City. Like, hey, do you guys want this rock song that I have? And it sometimes it's right up their alley. So sometimes Paradise uh, Relentless music is like something that, that maybe maybe have started with. It was started for In Motive, um, and then sometimes Relentless music I'll make straight for the Relentless. Obviously, it's different with every song, but um, yeah, basically anything I do gets used in one way or another. How tall are you? I am 5'11". Why did you decide to play the solo really high? Made me want to grab a pitch shift pedal. It's funny. Um, you know, my guitar is tuned down a full step. So even when I'm hitting the 24th fret, which I do a lot, that's still, you know, your 22nd fret on a standard tuned guitar. So, I mean, it's up there, but it's not all the way up. One thing, I don't know why strats had 21 frets. That bothered the shit of me. I feel like it's 24 I understand tonally, for the people who are about to jump on what I just said, tonally, there's a sweet spot with the 21 frets and in the neck pickup, I think something like that, but, but 24 frets makes the most sense to me for just having two, you know, two scales, like 0 to 12, 12 to 24, like that just makes sense to me, but I guess tonally is probably the reason, but I, that shit always bothered me when I pick up a guitar and it's 21 frets, it's like a weird uneven number it makes me uncomfortable anything anyways that's the random random thought of the day all right what do you do when you're down and nothing's helping well a couple things i train jiu-jitsu what a thing about jiu-jitsu and anyone that trains you'll hear them probably talk their ass off about it and it could be cliche sounding at times but really it's such a test of your mind and body that when you walk out you feel like you've just accomplished something. Like it's hard work. It's really hard mentally and physically. And and putting yourself in strain or putting yourself through something hard is good for the body. You, you like a muscle. You you it, you become stronger. Like anything hard in life. Put it this way: when something's going wrong in your life, and you need a way to think, like how the fuck can I see a light in this? Where's the silver lining here? 
Here's one. You're going to come out stronger because of it, no matter what. And your hard time will end. 100% your hard time is going to end. Um, and when it ends, you're literally hardened because of it. You're, you're harder, stronger, mentally. Um, so jiu-jitsu, uh, working out. You know, I said hard, uh, you're stronger mentally going through hardship. Literally put your body through workouts. Um, it's good for the brain. It's obviously good for the body. Um, so when I'm down, jiu-jitsu, working out. Uh, I like to go shooting. Again, guns are such a fucking topic in the country these days. I'm not even going down that rabbit hole. But listen, go to a range, shoot a gun. It's totally safe. And it's fucking relaxing. It's fun to shoot. So that's something I do. It's basically what I'm getting at is all the things in my life that, that, that give me what I call the flow state. I didn't make that term up. You've probably heard it before. So I, don't, I shouldn't say I call it the flow state, but it's called the flow state. And basically what it is, it's something that's so, you're so involved in that you're not thinking about your problems. In jiu-jitsu, um, like when someone's attacking you, you can't, you're not thinking about, oh, my girlfriend broke up with me. Like, no, you're fucking defending yourself. Um, lifting weights, like that's hard as fuck to do. And even if you're angry, you get some of that anger out. You lift a heavier weight, listen to a heavy song, lift a heavy weight. Like it's, it's therapeutic. As far as the, the range, like, it's a weapon. Like, you're focusing on safety at the range. Am I being safe? Am, you know, is my gun loaded? Am I pointing it down range? Okay, I took my shot. Now, why is it left and low? Okay, that means I might be flinching. Why is it to the right? Okay, maybe I'm giving it too much finger and pulling it to the right. Like, you're so involved in the shot process and safety that I get in the flow state there. If guns make you feel uncomfortable, don't do that one. But that's one for me. Um playing guitar, and performing live. Again, all things that you don't have time to think about your shitty day or something that's going wrong. So my, my advice to you is do something that puts you in a flow state, a state where you can only focus on what you're doing because it's so mentally intense or physically intense. Okay. <clears throat> How easy was the writing process for the album? So easy i mean you know like i said it's been cameron and me like writing the songs all these years and now that we have nick that just takes a load off um he's not just good at bringing songs to the table he's good at adding things to songs you've made um so that's a help also you guys might have heard me talk about simulation part one and part two another thing that made this record easier to write is half of it is simulation two so we had a group of songs we were going to release simulation one and then simulation two pretty like quick follow-up and then like just by time simulation came out we had already made like four more songs so it went from simulation to eight songs all of a sudden we had 12 songs and then we're like okay well let's just make it a, a whole new record and we'll give it its own thing it doesn't need to be the simulation under that umbrella it can just be its own record and then by time that conversation was had two more songs are made and boom now you have this whole new album of 14 songs so i say it's easy because yeah we it was half of it was already made as simulation part two um, and then having a third skeleton songwriter helps. Now that the new album seems to be done and on its way, what's next for you guys? Basically touring and supporting it. I'm honestly glad we didn't put this record out a year ago. Because now that touring is coming up, the last thing I would want is to go play a show. To, to play this album for the first time. And people go, so when's the new album coming out? You know? Now that the album's coming out and touring is resuming because this fucking 
you know, pandemic is over. Um, it's just a good place. You know, the record's going to be fresh. We're going to hit the road. We're going to travel the entire world playing it, assuming we can, uh, with, you know, whatever borders and lockdowns, whatever the fuck. Um, but yeah, what's next is touring and making the next record. Always writing. Writing's my favorite part about being in a band, um, whether that's, you know, born or solo or in motive. Writing is my favorite thing. I love being on stage. Some of the traveling is stressful. So being in my studio, writing a song. Listen, when you finish a song and you, I, I stand up and get out of my chair and I walk around my studio and, and play it front to back. And that moment is like better than any drug I've tried. It, there's just something so rewarding about that's my fucking song. I just finished it and I love it and I'm proud of it. So that's my favorite thing. So just writing and, and, and performing this record for you guys. I want to play it front to back, Angel or Alien. I want to do the Angel or Alien tour, world tour, and I want to play it front to back. Is it realistic? I don't know. But that's what I like to, I would like to do. Put in Illusionist pickups in my LPM6 neck through my body. What should I expect? All right, so what should you expect if you put Illusionist pickups in your guitar? Which, by the way, you can get my pickups. So there's a lot of buzz about my pickups right now. A lot of people buying Kiesel's are getting my pickups. I'm not bragging. It is what it is. And I'm, and I'm happy. But you can just get my pickups if you have a different guitar. You have to call in at 858-GUITARS. Talk to the guys at Kiesel. They will send you an Illusionist pickup if you purchase it. I don't think you can do it on the website. Um, but, yeah, call in. You can get the Illusionist. If you do, you can expect a very uh, – it's a clear pickup. So I, I like it. So I, I wanted it to be spanky. It's the word I always say. I want it to spank. When you hit a note, I want it to spank or gent, whatever you want to call it. But I like that you can hear the string slapping the fretboard, and it's just like – so what it's really it's clear it's articulate it's spanky it's like uh, it's aggressive but like not to the point where you're just there's some pickups that are built for aggression that just they only do aggression well this one rides a sweet line where it's there on the edge of aggression but it's not gonna make you have to be like it, you could play any genre with it so I rode the line of like I want to move towards something that's gonna get spanky and we're moving towards aggressive but I don't want to pigeonhole this pick up as aggressive so i hope that answers your question um yeah yeah i I fucking love it and and there was a kiesel test they did a they tested all the kiesel pickups um that they sell and jeff's been focusing a lot on kiesel pickups by the way so if you haven't tried kiesel pickups in the last few years do it and if you tried them five years ago and think you know what they're they're about you don't Every year, the guitar company gets better because it's Jeff's drive. He wants to get better every fucking year. He wants to make it better guitars. The same guitars he has, he wants to improve upon. The same things he has, he wants to improve upon always. Um, so if you have any opinions of Kiesel, even if it's a good opinion, well, it's safe to assume it's better now. It should. And if he didn't like something about Kiesel before, it's safe to assume if there was a problem, they fixed it, which I can't think of one, but you know what I'm saying. Um, the company's just growing and and, you know, there's other companies, you know, like like a Gibson that's going out of business. Why? Because they're not fucking evolving. They're not getting better. They have a Les Paul. Cool. It's a great guitar. They have a lot of great guitars. The SG, uh, whatever. My point is that, like, you can't just put robot tuners on a headstock and think that you're, like, evolving with times. Like, that's not it. Like, every aspect of Kiesel, top to bottom, he's saying constantly, every day he wakes up, how can I make it better? How can I make it better? That's the company you want to be with. Let's see. Can you play guitar? Uh, depends on the day. 
Some days I wake up and I feel like I can't do a goddamn thing with a guitar. <laughs> Some days I feel good. Some days I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Tips on making any lead sound clean. As far as performance goes, just, you know, metronome is the way you're going to get cleaner. Slow it down. Play to the metronome. Speed it up 5 BPM, 10 BPM slowly. Um, if you're talking about, uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Since the beginning, did you anticipate your success this big as a musician? Love you, dude. I did. Uh, I don't know what I thought success was. I think I thought it was uh, uh, money, a car, a house kind of level. But now as I get older, success means different things to me. It's having, you know, someone I love in my life, good friendships. Um, I don't need, you know, a Lamborghini because I got my Harley and I got my dream Harley. And I'm able to be successful in my way where I'm not, you know, I'm not a billionaire kind of deal. Or, you know, I'm not like... Uh, it's one of those things like success to some people is when I hit X, I hit a million or when I hit this, it's a financial thing. And that's not what it is for me. So I, I'll tell you this. I knew that I was going to be a musician. I tattooed my neck on my 18th birthday and said, I will not accept any other outcome. I, I will never work a job that I can't be me. I'll, I'll be a musician. And my dad always told me growing up, he said, the only person that can stop you from your dream is the man looking in the mirror, back at you in the mirror. So you, um, the deal is, if you literally fucking work your ass off and and play on the weekends when everyone else is out partying, you're going to fucking make it. Like the world is relatively fair compare uh when it comes to the amount of work you put in. Like there's unfair things in life and that's it is what it is. Like you can bitch about it, you can work harder, and I recommend working harder. My point is uh the people that bust their ass, it pays off. And the people that sit on the couch and and, and melt into the couch and don't do shit and complain about how life is hard, like, you deserve it. It is what it is, you know? Um, so I think it's, it's a, as far as working hard and, and the payoffs, I think the world is relatively fair. If you bust your ass, you'll get what you want. So I always knew that if I kept going and only played music, I played guitar 10 hours a day when I was in high school and just constantly obsessed over it, or, you know, on the weekends when I had the time and all night in high school, um, you're going to get there. So I knew I was going to play guitar somehow as a career is what I thought success looked like. I'm not sure. You know, I just looked at like Randy Rhodes on stage with Ozzy Osbourne and said that's success. So I would consider my life successful. You know, uh, I, I don't have a Lamborghini parked out front, but I feel successful, you know, for the things that are important to me, I have. And so, yeah, maybe take a look at what you think success is and make sure that uh, it's not just what society says success needs to be. It's what you think will make your life the most fulfilled. That's success. Who tracked bass on the new record? Much love from Singapore. Yes, again, that was me. I tracked all the bass. And that is it. That was the last question. Um, yeah, I think it's like a 24-hour cutoff on my story if I, on Tuesdays, so... It makes for a relatively decent little Q&A, I think. So, um, yeah, Tuesdays, check my Instagram, at Leo Cyrus, and you will see some photo with a, a little question box. You just type it in, and then 24 hours later, I kind of just screenshot them all. And uh, the ones that I can feel like answering or that are appropriate or blah, 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 I read here to you. So, yeah, hit, them up to, uh, hit my Instagram up on Tuesdays. And uh, yeah, I've been keeping up with this thing every Friday, so I'm pumped about it. Um, 
I think this is like four or five weeks in a row now. And my goal is to just, this is every Friday. Uh, so join, join the journey with me. Ask me questions. Get involved. Uh, let's chat. All right. I will see you on the next episode. Goodbye.